28 minutes or less podcast with S. Foster. good everybody it's your boy s dot foster back for another episode of 28 minutes or less and this is episode 61 of the podcast first thing i want to do is say that i would like to thank everybody who always come back and uh check out the boy listen to the episode that i got coming out you know i do know that this is a very sporadic podcast it's kind of all over the place so I appreciate everybody who always keep coming back and listening, and even new listeners. I appreciate all new listeners. Um, hopefully, I am interesting enough and intriguing enough for you to keep coming back and checking the boy out. So I definitely appreciate it. Uh, subscribe on all major platforms. Um, I just appreciate everybody support that is uh, supporting me. So the subject matter today is my history of horror I would like to say I, I phrase it that way um, it is the month of October last year um, episode if I'm not mistaken 2021, 20, 22 and I believe 23 I did uh, October Horror Fest last year on the podcast so you can always go out and go check out those episodes that was um, my top five slashers of all time. Um, I did a top 10 horror movies of all time, which I did with my guy, Scoots Bronson, uh, the co-host of the Viewers, uh, Viewers Anonymous with me. I also did supernatural horror movies, and I did the whole breakdown, the whole rundown of the Halloween franchise starting from 1978 all the way up to 2018. So you can definitely go check that out. All of those episodes. Feel really good about those episodes. So, my history of horror. So, it's going to get a little personal here. So, growing up, I was, in which I still am, a loner. Like, I am one of those type people. I'm used to being alone because I spent a lot of the time alone as a kid. Like, I had a sister seven years older than me. So, you know what I'm saying? That's already a little thing there with her, you know, having friends and working and all that type of stuff. So, I spent a lot of time alone. Then I went to my dad's and, like, cousins were in and out. But a majority of the time, I spent a lot of time alone. And... With being alone and being a loner and not really having a lot of friends because I was really very, very extremely shy. So I the time that I used for myself and the things that brought me comfort was horror movies. And I know that sounds kind of weird. Like a lot of times, you know, people 
you know, want a, a, a lift up and they drown themselves in comedies. Well, for me, it's always been horror movies. And I, my mind is kind of, it, it, it's very, hmm, how do I want to, because like, I'm easy to forget things, but there are some things that just stay in your mind that you just cannot forget. Like, I have a lot of memories, but a lot of the memories that I have are not great memories. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember a lot of traumatic things from my childhood. And it's like, when it comes to films, there are some things that I can remember that I'll never forget. But then there's also things that are easy forgetful and I, I say all of that I know you like man this dude is rambling where's he going this is where I'm going with this I don't remember a lot of memories of going to the movies like I couldn't tell you what all movies that I went to the actual theater to go see but one thing I always remember going to go see was the original Candyman movie but the second one so it was Candyman 2, which came out in 1995. I was 10 years old. And I remember going to go see that movie in the movies. And and I know what you're thinking. Like a 10-year-old going to go see a Candyman movie, you know, it's kind of odd. But, like, we didn't have that parentage. Like, you know, like, my mom didn't keep me away from rated R movies or you know anything in that realm like it was just like it was free for all like you could pretty much watch what you want to watch all that type of stuff so I spent a lot of time by myself watching horror movies and horror movies was the only thing that could escape me from a lot of the bullshit that I was going through in my regular life like if you listen to the Stolen Time podcast if you've been rocking with me that long I shared a lot of personal stories even when um i did on this podcast this platform i did cuddy save my life like i put a lot of i put a lot of things out there and like to deal with all of that and to take film and inject that into my brain that was the thing that really expanded my mind you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people read books to get that to get that brain flowing. I use horror movies. And when I think of horror movies like the whole franchise of Halloween, you know what I'm saying? The franchise of Friday the 13th, the franchise of Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street. Now even though Nightmare M Street is I'm more of a fan of the first one that came out in 84 and the new Nightmare um, I forget exactly what year it came out but like those two were my top notch ones and I would take those movies and expand my brain and this is what I mean by that and I know this is going to sound really weird so I'm a person that what most people call nightmares I kind of call sweet dreams 
and to elaborate on that is like when I'm having a nightmare like when there's like this killer coming after me or whatever like if if I just watched a movie and like Jason is coming after me like I have this thing in my brain where I could recognize that it is a dream and I know that I can wake up at any time I know it sounds crazy but I'm dead I'm dead ass like you know like when you have like a dream from you falling from a cliff or a building or something like that and like you kind of wake up like before you hit the ground like I can do that with when I'm getting closed in by a killer or whatever I can wake up before it happens and I will be in a good mood like it's it's a sweet dream to me like it was a really really good dream like that's like how much I am engulfed in horror films now Halloween itself like the holiday I mean it's cool like you get to dress up get the candy now that type stuff that wasn't what really got me excited about Halloween what got me excited was especially you know back in my broker days when I didn't have any money to do anything was just the fact that they would just play on certain stations AMC sci-fi I think FX would do it I can't really remember but like they would play horror movies all month and that was my heaven that was the thing that really got me going because those would be the only times that I would be able to watch those movies back to back to back to back to back. And growing up, you know, where I grew up at, like, I would consider myself a very well-versed dude, but at the same time, like, you know, what I mean by well-versed is, you know, I'm pretty well-versed in history. I am pretty well-versed at sports. You know what I'm saying? Go check out the 4-3 podcast that we do with Scoops Bronson, Siege, JD Oracle, and uh, E. Carter. But when it comes to those horror movies, but, but the thing is, it's like the horror movies has to make sense to me. And like some of the movies that are held up to the standard like I have created my own standard and there's some things that just don't do it for me and I know I killed this movie a lot but like Rosemary's Baby is considered like one of the like greatest movies to ever come out you know shout out to Mia Farrow but like I thought the movie was boring like and I don't see why it's held to this higher standard and like there are some movies that deserve to be held to that higher standard and that is The Exorcist that came out in 1973 because it was the first of its kind and it's been people have been trying to duplicate this movie for decades and people just cannot catch it now they're remaking the movie um, I think it's coming out next year in 2022 but the performance that Linda Blair put on playing Reagan like there are some movies that you just cannot touch and and I think that this is one of those movies that you can't touch then you can try 
to do your own version of it but it's not the character reagan and like you just try, you know what i mean but like if you're trying to take that script and you're trying to do a modern version of it it's really a hit or miss it really is a hit or miss um you know a lot of people love you know the night of the walking dead which is which is cool um you know when i when i think about a lot of these classic movies i've always been more in the in the series movies like one series i never got into and my dude's goose across and trying to get me into it and when i get the time i'm definitely going to but he's always been trying to get me to watch hellraiser that's one of the that's one of the franchises i never got into but i want to at some point but like I am huge in the franchise thing. Um, I do think that some franchises it went a little too long. I think the Child's Play, like what they did with it, they had they had their success, and they just tried to keep going and going and going, and then it got sillier and sillier and and even more nuts to where it don't even make sense anymore. I think that they stretched it just completely too long. Um, I would always go back to. Mm, I mean, the third one was cool. It was cool, but like the first two was really good. Um, and then for them to come back with the Bride of Chucky, the Bride of Chucky was alright, and then it just got crazy after that. Um, A Nightmare on M Street. Robert England is is just too much. Like you, you just can't. That's just one of those ones you have to leave it off. Like they tried to remake it. it, it got terrible reviews. Which I don't really care about reviews because I don't understand the credentials that you need to have to be a critic. I I honestly believe that and this is not me blowing smoke up my own ass but i honestly believe that i could be a movie critic i think that they should start listening to the viewers anonymous in the 28 minutes or less and be like yo we believe that you got the credentials to be a critic because i don't understand some of these critics sometimes but anyway that's a whole nother thing that movie deserved to be trashed because it was trash and i just think that Robert England just played that role so well and it was actually his face, his voice. That's what makes Nightmare on Elm Street so different from Friday the 13th and Halloween. There's a mask and there's no talking. So you can get anybody to play it. You just All you got to do is just get, especially in Jason's case, just get a bit muscular dude and put on the dicky suit and the hockey mask and you good, you know what I'm saying, you good money. Now, even now, I say good money. Now that when they remade it in 2013, if I'm not mistaken, no, I think it was 2009. The script was not good. Um, the actors were decent. Like it, it, it just, it just wasn't. Some of the kills in it was good, but like the plot that they put together on it, it just, it just wasn't good. Like. A lot of these remakes hasn't been uh, top notch. 
Like it, it, it's been like a nightmare on the street. It got worse. Child's play. It got worse. To me, Halloween. It got worse. Um, two the two times. You know what I'm saying? The Rob Zombie ones. I, I wasn't really too fond of the Rob Zombie ones. Um, they they was cool. Now don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. They wasn't bad. They just wasn't. So basically, he did Halloween one and Halloween two, which mirrored the one in seventy eight and the one in eighty one. I prefer the older ones. Um, I understand what Rob Zombie was trying to do, but personally, I just always lean more to the seventy eight and the eighty one version of the Halloween. So to and then when it came out the one in two thousand eighteen. Initially, I, ba- I I bashed it. I I, just, I I did not understand why they went the route that they went um, by going to saying that he was locked up for forty years, which negates Halloween four, five, H two O resurrection, which a lot of those contradict themselves anyway, and also the curse of Michael Myers, like they just. They just negated all of those movies. And my whole thing was, I cannot forget all of those movies. I watched them and I watched them multiple on top of multiple times. And I just couldn't forget it. And one of my favorite ones was Halloween H2O. I thought the idea of the 20 years later, I thought that that storyline, I thought that that plot, I thought that the script was perfect. And I felt that they could have from the 78 and 81 because what you got to understand is 78 and 81 is the same night so it's basically the same movie so you go off of those two movies you go to Halloween H2O and then you go to to the new one I know she has a daughter in this one and it kind of messes up the whole little thing but the thing is I I think that it still would have been I think that these people are creative enough to be able to figure out the whole thing with Josh Hartnett being her son. Like, I think that they could have did it in another situation of now Josh Hartnett's daughter or son or whatever is 17 years old and they could have fed off of that plot from there. Like, they just went a totally different route and I killed it initially. I went back, I watched it. I said, okay, let me forget about everything that I know. Let me just focus in on this one film. And it was cool. You know what I'm saying? The new one come out here in a couple of days. I'm definitely going to be watching it. So I'm already, uh, it actually comes out this Friday. So I'm definitely going to be in because I still need to see what happens. I need to see what they put together. I did a podcast with, with my guy E. Carter the other day. Go check that out on First Class Podcast. I don't know when it's coming out though, but he brought up something to me that I did not know about. And I'm like, how do you know about something about Halloween? And I don't know, but I've been kind of busy supposedly and apparently they are trying to get a scene deleted in the new Halloween Kills movie of Michael Myers killing a firefighter. And I know you're probably thinking like some people might not get it. And I haven't even read the story. But I'm pretty sure it has something to do with this. This is just S. Foster here making his own assumption. I think it has to do with this being the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 and I think that they don't want to show a firefighter getting killed by Michael Myers this is the thing 
Michael Myers don't have no discrimination towards anybody. All Michael Myers does, if you're in my way, I'm catching this body. That's all it is to it. I do not understand. Look, don't bring this over here. And what I mean by don't bring this over here is we don't need the cancel culture to start jumping in Halloween, uh, well, Halloween, but but jumping into horror movies. Like, come on, horror movies is all about catching bodies. I don't, I do not understand how you're gonna try to cancel a scene of a fighter fighter getting killed, man. Anybody, anybody can get it, man. Anybody can get it. I don't give a damn who you is. Anybody can get this knife, yo. That's all it is too. Anybody can get their skull crushed. Point blank, period. I don't. I. I listen. Okay, that, that's gonna take me down a whole nother thing. But another remake that man, this is so difficult to talk about. But in another franchise, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It started out cool, you know, back in the seventies. Um, eventually, it got worse. Like Texas Chainsaw two and three. Just bad movies. Like it, it just got, it just got literally out of control. But then they brought it back in 2003, which is probably one of the greatest remakes I've ever seen. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then they came back two years later with Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning, which was a good movie. I love the way they tied in the first one. Like, for example, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, what's my man name? Lee Elroy. He is the cop. He's the sheriff. You know what I'm saying? He got this brother that's in a wheelchair. Boom, boom, boom. You go to Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning. It shows how he became the sheriff because he shot the sheriff. The only sheriff that was left because everybody was leaving the town. And the sheriff was actually on his way out. And they was going to arrest Thomas Hewitt for killing the dude that um that owned the meatpacking place. So they seen him walking down the street. He goes to arrest Thomas, and that uh, Lee Airwood shoots him. He was like, "Damn, I killed the whole police department." And so then he cleaned up the um, the police outfit, and he became the sheriff and told everybody to start calling him sheriff. Then my dude that was in the wheelchair, his brother. He had legs in this movie. And then they show you how he got his legs cut off. Dope. So then, for some odd reason, they felt, yo, let's come back with another movie and let's just call it Texas Chainsaw. And totally negated what just happened and just came out with a bad ass, dumbass movie. And they thought that if they threw Trey songs in it and your girl with the big titties, that it was gonna do something and it was bad. Okay, it was just bad cinema. It was bad film. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of my time, and it was a waste of even using the name Texas Chainsaw. Like, get that bullshit out of here. So now I always got to mention is Evil Dead. Evil Dead is one of the greatest uh, comebacks. You know what I'm saying when they remade it. Um, the Poultry Dice was the, the new one was cool. Um, obviously the graphics and everything was better. And this one than it was in the first one, but the poltergeist, man, it had you looking at 
you know what I'm saying? The the oh, what they used to call it when your TV was like snowy and shit, like the poltergeist had you looking at your TV funny. You know what I'm saying? If you woke up and your TV was doing that, you like yo. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about y'all, but I mean, for me, it did. I was like, yo, okay, let me turn this TV off because something crazy about to happen. That was one of those things that was could be traumatizing. You know, but it didn't traumatize me because I was the person that I would watch the scary movie and then I would go to sleep wanting to dream about the scary movie. I know that sounds kind of twisted, but I think that to enjoy horror movies the way that I enjoy horror movies, I think that you are a little twisted in certain type of ways with certain things. And that's that's just my thing. And I know that uh, we are doing a Fright Fest on the Viewers Anonymous podcast, me and Scoots Bronson. And he was just like, yo, like, we know this is your bag. Like, this is this is what you love to do. Like, I know you in heaven right now and then like I am like because it just gives me more reasons to watch horror movies now we're doing some some different movies that I would have done um what we did we split the list up you know what I'm saying we, we put some movies down I, I did some movies that I wanted to do he did some movies he wanted to do and we split it down the middle so some of the movies that we're doing I'm not as fond of like I, I've seen them but like it's just different type of horror and what you also consider horror like for instance we did Green Inferno I don't consider that a horror movie Scoots Bronson does so but it's also great to get two minds together because Scoots is a very well rounded guy but he would consider himself a comedy guy but it's, it's very it's very difficult to explain how I got the love for it. Um, but I would say this before I end this thing. There's three. If I had to say the three movies that got me down this this path of just falling in love with cinema, with horror movies. It's really three movies. One of them is Candyman. That's one of the movies that started me down this trip. Another one is Halloween. And then the third one was Friday the 13th Part 6. Now, if you want to hear me break down that I, I, I just did it not too long ago on the podcast. There's a couple of episodes back in the 50s where, where I broke down the whole movie of Friday the 13th Part 6. I explained how I was able to watch that movie so much because I stole it from my rest in peace. My cousin Poochie uh, took it from her house and I had it on VHS and I would sit there and I would watch that movie over and over and over and over and over again. Um so those were the three movies that got me down this path. It's Candyman, Halloween, and Friday the 13th, specifically part six. But the whole franchise is, like I say, one and two are cool. 
But when it really got good, it's three, four, five, and six. Seven was good. Eight was just out of this world when <laughs> when damn Jason was in Manhattan. But but for me, personally, for me, that was the last good one. Um, Freddy vs. Jason, it was cool. That I had some things that I did not like about it. But, you know what I'm saying? It's still, you know, a pretty good movie. Not a great movie, but a pretty good movie. But those were the movies that really started it for me. So I guess those were the movies that gave me the motivation to to keep going and watching these movies the way that I do. And being born in 85 and to say that you know some of the greatest movies to come out you know 73 78 81 84 you know pretty much trickling through all the 80s and you know and you could throw in a couple of 90s but like that was the golden age of it that was to me that was a golden age of horror is those movies and and i understand where you want to redo the movies you know, with the new CGI, the new makeup, and all this type of stuff. And I think that it is embarrassing to be able to have a great script, a great character, and you try to... I think a lot of the times they try to do too much, and that is what happens, and then they ended up getting a bad film. So... I think that's what's happening with a lot of the stuff. I think that sometimes they're trying to be too creative. But I think that if you take that story... Oh, one last thing before I go. The Omen. Um, the Omen was, was big in the 70s and the early 80s. They brought it back in, I believe, in 2006. I thought that it was a really, really good version of it. It had Lee Schreiber in it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ray Donovan. Um... I thought that that was a really, really good uh, remake as well. They only came back with that one, though. They never really came back in, like, because, like, The Omen, if I'm not mistaken, came in three parts. And they only they only did the one part. So, um, that's another remake that was pretty good. Um, look, I wanted to push out something to the people. I know that I, I've been kind of, I've been really busy, you know what I'm saying, with watching content, um, doing the viewers anonymous and doing the four three podcast i haven't had a chance to put out something here um i wanted to honor the month of october and uh speak about these horror movies you know what i'm saying uh, i i know i didn't do the horror fest this year but you know what i'm saying who, who knows i could i could hit you off with something you know what i'm saying closer to halloween who knows just stay tuned especially with this podcast you got to stay tuned because you just never know what's coming next and i appreciate everybody leniency with me they will always come back and check me out i appreciate the new listeners as well but um i will have all of this stuff in the description but you know you can follow me at s.foster8 on instagram at 28 minutes or less pie on instagram also um like I said, we're doing Views, Views Anonymous. We're doing the Fright Fest. So all horror movies for month, the month of October. So you can find that on all major platforms, people, Views Anonymous. And um, you can follow that at, at ViewAnonPi on IG and Twitter. So you can definitely go check that out. 
So, and also shout out to Scoots Bronson uh, with that as well. Shout out to Casey of uh, the music for the podcast, the music that you hear in the background. Appreciate that guy. Um, but you know, I appreciate all my guys. You know, shout out to Siege, who's a part of the Link Podcast and the C Podcast. Shout out to E Carter, who's a part of the First Class Podcast. You know, shout out to uh, JD Oracle. Look, this dude got so many podcasts, y'all. I can't even give you everything, but go check out uh, Distinctive Drip Entertainment. Um, you can find that on um, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he got a Twitter page for it. Um, so go uh, check him out as well. And then, you know, Scoots Bronson, he does Views Anonymous with me. He also does 15 Minutes of Fame in Isolated Society. No new episodes up yet, but be on the lookout. I have more information for that later. Um, but yeah, man, we got a team of guys. So uh, appreciate all those guys. Shout out to all those guys. And uh, until the next time, this was episode 61 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast. And I'm out.